Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, your host, also the Chief Victory Officer here at Center for Victory. Back once again in the studio, we have our Chief uh, Joy Officer, Miss Faith Guy, uh, also my daughter. Okay. Um, today, we're going to be going over some of the things that uh, we've learned over the past few weeks and get Faith's you know, get some of your feedback. Uh, this came out of a question that you asked during a webinar today. So just for those of you that are just tuning in and may not know what I'm talking about, uh, we did a, a community vision day with folks, uh, about 50 folks, 50, a little over 50 folks from our community uh, just went through some of the assessments that, that we do Um did some goal setting, did our vision boards, things like that, real cool stuff. And then we, as a follow-up, we have created some webinars to follow up after that. So that was in January. We've done a couple follow-ups. One of the ones that we did actually this morning, pre-recording of this, is uh, we went over the values index with folks. That's an assessment that measures motivation, values, really your why. And Faith wasn't the only one, but several people had great questions on those. Um, and, you know, some of the to help people understand really what their why is, what they're passionate about, what they should be, what we say running from mm -hmm. uh, or running towards and just how that plays out, even in your life plans in co in uh, in goal setting and just what you're trying to do either in your job, your family, your community. Okay. So uh, I thought we'd dive in a little bit to that. So for those of you that, uh, that may not be familiar with that, um, the values index has uh, seven different areas of value, right? Mm -hmm. Or a motivation. We have the aesthetic, which is all about harmony and peace, right? That's, is that one of your highest? No, that's no. not one of my okay. highest your mother yeah okay um then you know what's what's the next one there is uh, economic, economic so that's more on return on investment uh kind of motivation uh where a person will tend to be more a little bit more competitive driven and, and have that as part of their game plan uh there's the individualistic piece that's one of my highest that's right. one of your highest yeah. too though which is more like if you think Frank Sinatra, hey, I did it my way, when it's really high, when that motivation is really high. Right. Uh, there's political, which has nothing to do with political uh, affiliation, political party affiliation. It's about the the need to lead or the responsibility to kind of take charge of things in your life. Um, so that was four, right? Yeah. There's so then we have altruistic. altruistic, which we'll talk about. That's the one you wanted to get into today. You ask good questions, even on the webinar that you haven't asked me ever before even. so Yeah, they kind of just pop up yeah. sometimes. I think every once in a while. And uh, so that's just a, a motivation to serve. And then we have uh, regulatory and theoretical. So regulatory meaning like more like structure when that's high, when it's a high motivator, you need structure mm -hmm. uh, uh, or provide structure. A good That would be a good person who provides structure or something, whether it be a project manager or, you know, a, a teacher. Uh, you know, I can think of, 
you know, somebody that's an administrator in a school putting together things for, for the teachers below them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, uh, theoretical. So that's, that's kind of what the light bulbs went off for you. I was actually excited when you made the connection between all three of your motivators, um, because you have a high theoretical, mm -hmm. um, mine's not high, right? But you, you know, your aha having a high theoretical is just really knowledge for knowledge's sake. Yeah. Uh, I like knowledge. Um, but I, yeah, I don't need to go get my PhD. Like I'm not running to get that. I think it would be cool. Uh, but there's not the motivation there, right? Yeah. I'd rather read a book, get the information and go help people. Uh, but it's high for you. And the, and the example that we used is like, I might not see it. That doesn't mean that I can't support it. Right. Right. So well, just I think, because it doesn't motivate me doesn't mean right. that it that it's, doesn't motivate you. I think what we talked about this morning was just because like with the doctorate example, I've been talking about wanting to get mine. I mean, master's first and doctorate. But I think it was the fact that I'm going back because I want to go back, not because somebody told me to do it. It's just that that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. That's how I feel I can best help people. And since my altruistic is so high, so to be able to do that in my own way, providing the knowledge that I have, that's like the three that right. I have. Yeah. But we wanted to talk about the altruism piece. Right. Okay. And before we get into that, uh, just wanted a little side note. This pro this uh, podcast is brought to you uh, through Safety Integration today. Look them up. Good friend of mine runs that company, uh, does a lot of safety training, uh, good stuff for companies, helps out a lot. So thanks, Greg, for, for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Greg. Um, so back to the altruism piece. So that that's high for you. That's high for me. It's actually high for everybody in our family. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a lot of our friends. And a lot of our friends. Yeah. Um, but I think when, when we talk about that, there's no good or bad with that. It's just that's one of the things that we value. Mm -hmm. uh, but we value not only as a company, but as a family. So when we when we dip into that place where we talk about not just taking a values index, but what your values are, mm -hmm. like what you want in people and what you see in people. And, and then when we look at that altruism piece, right, that has become for us, for our family and our, in the company that has become a main pillar of one of our actual core values, mm -hmm. right? That altruism. So I know you like to, to help people. I certainly do. Uh, you know, that's not all beneficial because sometimes as we learned today in that webinar, you have to learn to say no. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because uh, we're talking about altruism. I was, you said something, you know, they would help people anytime, anywhere. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then I was like, yeah, I'd help anybody everywhere. And you went, maybe it's not, you shouldn't be saying you should help anybody everywhere. I was like, oh crap. It's like a trick question. Yeah. Like dug myself a deeper hole with that one. Well, I mean, I've, it's, it's really, you know, and I've always joked with you guys, I wish it wasn't so high for me. Sometimes yeah. it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, because I've had to say no, just because you, you know, you can, doesn't mean you should, I can, you know, you can only help so many people, but when you do that, you want it to be quality. And if I'm right. just helping everybody, um, then that's not going to work. 
Okay. I have to be fresh and, and take care of myself. And that's what one of our participants today had said, like, you know, I need to stop. I need to say yes to me is what she said. And hers is really high. Hers is almost as high as mine. So, um, but with, I know there were a couple of things that you wanted to talk about. Um, was there anything specific about that, that altruism value or how that applies into our core values? Cause I know, you know, one of our core values for our family inside the company and inside the company is what we call be like Fred. Right? The best. Right. And for those of you that are outside the Pittsburgh area, uh, area they you, should know. There's you, no excuse. You should probably know who Mr. Rogers yeah. is, right? Uh, but that's who we named that after. So be like Fred for our core value inside of our company is about, you know, treating each other with respect, uh, kind of having a no BS attitude. So, you know, the the politics of and the bureaucracy of back and forth, you know, talking behind each other's back, that doesn't fly. Right. It's a core value. We actually measure it inside the company. Uh, but a lot of our a lot of the people that are in our inner circles, in our family, in our groups, in our tribe believe in that. But I think it's also I mean, I agree with that, but I think it's also more of a an empathy that we have. Like it takes an emotional intelligence to be like Fred, because everything he did and since I've studied him as he was as an educator is his intentionality with every choice, every word, every, I mean, everything he did and stood for and said was intentional. And I think it comes back to when we become aware of our values and our, you know, what's our why we can be more intentional with our relationships and with, you know, the people, or at least for my lens, the people around us, but also with ourselves, because he was not somebody to be different on camera than he was off camera. And I think that's, that's the cool part. I mean, among, I could go on and on. That's like a whole another soapbox. But I think what's cool about our community and about our family is that we're always prioritizing intentional decisions that help other people. It's not just helping other people the way we wanted to help them. It's how they actually needed to be helped. And I think that goes into your platinum role of treat others how, what is it, how they need to be treated? How they need to be treated, yeah. Right. And yeah, I think that overall kind of explains how altruism feels to me based on, you know, our community and our family. Yeah. So let me just give you the the snippets of what we came up with years ago uh, for that core value, be like Fred, what it means to us as a company. And then of course, to your, to your mom and I of what we see as, you know, really how we've, we've raised you and tried to incorporate that in your lives as well. So be like Fred, kind-hearted, selfless, personable, empathetic, listens and hears others. You know, that's more for your mother than for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, heart for people, uh, servant leader, family-oriented and loyal. Um, you know, I can't tell you. I mean, I, I have that as down in all caps, that loyal piece. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, when you have that loyalty, there's trust, there's a bond there. And then we have some bullet points underneath that healthy emotions. We don't compare. So the the bullet point is comparison kills. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, a lot of siblings will compare themselves to each other. You guys or you and your brother were very unique. It's, you know, it's not one's better than another or anything like that. Healthy loyalty, what we say in our company is love us or leave us. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of have that in a lot of my relationships too, because that's how I am. I mean, you know, you know where you stand in a relationship yeah. with me. I mean, I love you or I'm done. Uh, healthy motives, 
you know, culture of team, no personal agenda. Again, going back to that, you know, Mr. Rogers thing, mm -hmm. comfortable and, and vulnerable. And what all he always did was build, build people up. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's our last bullet point. And as you were saying, the intentionality around it, that's why I wanted to come back to this. We proactively strive to equip others and each other. Mm -hmm. So we're intentional, we're proactive. Um, what does that mean to you throughout your lifetime? Which part? Do you want me to... Like any of that. Like what the, you know, when Ooh. you talk about that, you've, and you have, I mean, for those of you, for those that are listening, um, you have studied Fred Rogers. A lot. Um, <laughs> and you got into it more when you went to college. And this has been our core value. So, I mean, you've right. heard it. Um, you've grown up watching some of his episodes and things like that. Uh, let me just focus this in on the one question instead of just all these random questions. Why is it so important? To be like Fred? To be like Fred. Ooh. I think I liked the broad question. That might have been easier. <laughs> no. um, so I guess I'll shout out. You mind if I shout out the book? Because that's yeah. kind of where it started. Was um, It's a book by these two amazing Pittsburgh authors and they took three years to study Fred and just his impact on like education and the framework that he produced for his show, but also for every relationship he had. It's called When You Wonder You're Learning. And that book kind of spiraled me into, you know, you read a book and you're like, oh man, this really changed me because mm -hmm. I'm reading and it's probably good for me. But it was more of just like a, wow, I'm really fascinated with why this, why are we so fascinated with this one man? What about him is so, I don't know, groovy is what I've kind of been saying recently. So I'm going to roll with it. So he is just kind of groovy. groovy. Yeah. You know, you know how it goes. Go back to the 70s. Yeah. I haven't been watching that 70s show. So that's probably why. But um, I think what's so fascinating about him is he knew who he was. And even when it was not favored, the choices that he made. Well, I think of the episode with um, the officer where they washed each other's feet. And I think of yeah. the episode where he was with the um, child in a wheelchair and he's saying like, it's you. I like, it's yeah. not your wheelchair. It's not, you know, I think of those episodes and I think that's what I want to be like in all my relationships. I don't want people to feel that they're less than or that their differences are bad, but that they're great. Mm -hmm. And I think to be, a, for my position, to be an educator, to be a friend, to be a daughter, to be every role that I play, I have to put into context the fact that everybody is different. So what am I doing to help people realize that's a good thing? Because I think when we see differences, we shy away mm -hmm. instead of run towards. And it's important, I know for my students right now, especially because I have middle school, I know that they are shying away from the things that kind of make them tick. And it's like, no, you, you shouldn't do that. There's no reason to do that. So being like Fred for me right now, and I think it's changed over time a little bit, but it always comes back to how are you encouraging people to realize that they're awesome just the way they are? Like it's you. I like, that's what I come back to is one song. You encourage people. Say that again. Oh man. I don't even know what I said. It's good. Encourage people. To, to help them understand how awesome they are. Yeah. That's good. Thanks. Yeah. Thought about myself. I forgot it myself, but I heard it myself again. We're back. Well, I think, it, you know, it's important. And again, I want to go back to this intentionality piece, mm -hmm. right? Because it's something that, again, I'm not perfect at it. I just 
you know, I was reading off the the Be Like Fred thing and, you know, hears and listens. <laughs> kind of tough sometimes, I, you know, for me. Uh, I mean, I've practiced it. I've went to school for it. <laughs> um, but I want to do that. That's mm-hmm. the difference. Like, we're not all always all going to be perfect. But if we strive towards that and become more intentional, what we've done with, you know, when I say we, your mother and I, what we've done with you guys, uh, your brother and you, and it's just to really teach you how to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's, here's why we're doing this for somebody. This is, uh, you know, that the, the vision day actually really scratched a big itch for your mother and I, I mean, that was a goal. Right. But that's that's pretty cool when you can align your goals around your values because we were both on the same page with that. And it was a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, one of the things, so I grew up uh, with Mr. Rogers as well, mm-hmm. you know, watching Mr. Rogers and things. And I think what the, the impression that was left with me was always how joyful he was, right? Yeah. Um, when you're doing that, when you're serving, you're in service to others, it's you. I like, yeah, I really like you. Not just giving it lip service. Yeah. It's authentic. Right. Yeah. It's very authentic and his encouragement for other people to be that way. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he was, you know, he was cutting edge on some of the things that he was presenting about how we should treat one another. I mean, these are things that we're struggling with today. You know, some of those things were like, oh man, what's this crazy dude on TV doing? (laughs) Right. Um, and that's how some people saw it, mm-hmm. but, uh, some people still see it that way. Some people do see it that way. Yeah, you're right. Um, but it's, it's so nice. I guess, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's so nice to be in a place where, you know, you can see people as awesome too. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but you think- have to understand you're, you're just as awesome. Right. And bring that out in everybody else. And that comes from that that kind of servant heart, that mm-hmm. altruism, that, hey, look, I need to be in service. It's not what what you can do for me. It's what can I do for you? Yeah. So what you were going to say? Yeah, I was. And I was going to say, too, this year, like I know we do, speaking of Vision Day, we always have a word of the year. Yeah. And mine last year was joy. And that's when I started, you know, studying Fred Rogers, like hardcore. And that goes with all my, the teacher friends that I have you know, encouraging me to study him and how they're fascinated with him. And it gives me hope for for teachers and for kids in the future is that, you know, we have educators out there that are exemplifying who Fred is and was. And I think, well, honestly, still is. I try to use present tense because it gives me more hope than was. But this year it's goodness and it's based on, you know, the quote by him that's try your best to make goodness attractive. That's one of the toughest assignments you'll ever be given. And I think it goes back to that point of, you know, it's not always easy to be a servant leader, especially, you know, when that person, when you're giving a hundred and you are just trying to expect nothing in return, sometimes it's harder than, you know, it it probably should be. Mm -hmm. But I think what's cool about, you know, our vision day is that that was a goal for you. And then you did try to make goodness attractive. And now we have things that are just more opportunities and more people asking questions and more people exemplifying Fred. And it's like, that was the goal in the first place is how do we build an understanding of altruism in a way that that legacy for us was led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else would you tell people about that? Like how, why, I guess, how, 
and why is it so important? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I have my answers for that, obviously, but I mean, I think I think back to um, my church group on campus at Westminster, and the one day I don't know why we were just kind of sitting there talking about what's the biggest problem we face nowadays, and you know, people are like throwing out answers. And one guy, it wasn't even me, I'm not even taking credit for it, but one guy there was like, you know, I think we're too self-centered. And it, it sounds very cynical and maybe like an old man or something. I don't know, but mentally, maybe that's where I'm at. But I think we live in a very self-absorbed world where we set our own rule book to our own agenda. So how does it benefit us? But I think we would have a lot less problems if we focus on how would it benefit somebody else. And I think it's hard because I look at these kids and I look at, you know, their home lives. And I have kids who have a real rough, like just, I can't even fathom the things that they've been through. And it's why hasn't someone stepped up sooner, like sooner for them and been there for them. It just, it honestly, it it fires me up. It makes me, grinds my gears really. But I think if you have the choice to make goodness attractive, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Because at that point, then you're just going to live in that regret of never doing it. Right. And that goes back to you talking about being more intentional, proactively doing that, proactively looking for a place to, oh, this might be good. Yeah. Hopefully this comes out good. Looking for a place to put your heart and use it. And there shouldn't be fear in doing what's best for other people. And it's not like, you know, stepping on their toes, but it's, you know, it's even like the little things because I feel like I've watched you open mom's car door and I've watched like stuff. I don't know. Other people's families do stuff like that too. And that we're around. It's like, okay. So it's really not that hard to be mm-hmm. intentional about every choice you make. It's just sometimes it takes more brain power than we'd like to give it. Or just the, smiling at somebody, giving somebody a hug or just very mm-hmm. simple things to be more intentional about. I mean, and, just, yeah, I think to to listen more than you share your opinion because, yeah. and that goes back to, I think it's a Maya Angelou quote where she's like, um, people won't remember you for what you say, but how you make them feel. And that's again with Fred is, it's not like we're quoting every episode, but we know how we felt when we sat down and we felt that peace mm-hmm. when we watched every episode. Right. And that's what you should provide for people is that consistency and that acceptance of, hey, you are loved and capable of loving. That's all you need to know right now as long as you're resting in that fact you're doing altruism pretty well okay well let's yeah that's good stuff i mean um i did want to close with uh that quote again so what was it try your best to make goodness attractive yeah that's the toughest assignment you'll ever be given Okay, say the, say the whole thing for us. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's the official quote, but that's what okay. we're going to roll with. Try your best to make goodness a- attractive. Yeah. That's, that's the a, best decision you nah, can make. Toughest assignment you'll toughest ever be given. Because that's based on um his wife. I think it's in the foreword of that When You Wonder book. Um, I can't remember. When she talks about the toughest thing for Fred to ever do was to be himself, like to work on himself, and that he was flawed and he still tried to push through it. And like she talks about that part and that goes into, you know, try your best to make goodness attractive. That's the toughest assignment you'll ever be given. Wow. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming back to the studio. Seeing, seeing your dad. It's always <laughs> good to see you. I uh, hope you all enjoyed that. That's all for today. I appreciate you watching. Um, 
And we'd also appreciate it if you'd hit that subscribe button. And uh, if you want more information, please visit us at centerforvictory.com. And remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. We'll see you next time.